Trigger warning, the Resilience Project provides an open space for people to share their personal experiences. Some content in this podcast may include topics that you may find difficult. The listener's discretion is advised. Hello, friends. Welcome to Radical Resilience, a weekly show where I, Blair Kaplan Venables, have inspirational conversations with people who have survived life's most challenging times. We all have the ability to be resilient and bounce forward from a difficult experience. And these conversations prove just that. Get ready to dive into these life-changing moments while strengthening your resilience muscle and getting raw and real. Well, hello, my resilient friends, Blair Kaplan Venables, and you're listening to Radical Resilience. So May 2020, Melissa Dealey and I sat down to have a conversation about sugar addiction and how to kick the habit. And so I was prepping by watching our interview, thinking about how much I love milk duds, which I haven't actually had a lot in a while because I'm trying to eat healthy and how easy it is for me to fall off the track, how easy it is for me to dive into the world of junk food. I'm sober. I haven't had a drink in three years, but I'm an emotional eater and I find comfort in sugar and salt. And until my mother passed away, I was doing really good for two years. I lost 20 pounds. I had more energy than ever. I was more physically active than ever. I was fueling my body with great food. I was hardly eating any sort of treats or candy. And unfortunately, you know, a Jewish hug is a bagel. And when my mom passed away, um, we did something called Shiva, which in Judaism, it's when the family gets together and you sit there and you mourn and people send food. However, it was at the height of the pandemic. And so it was me, my sister, my aunt, my uncle, and two of my cousins, and people were still sending food probably to feed about 50 people per meal. And there was a lot of pastries and I just did not worry about anything. And I did what I need to do to survive, which was eat. And it wasn't actually until recently that I, you know, bought a Peloton bike and I'm back to clean eating and I've deleted the DoorDash app from my phone a few times. I then, you know, I download it and then I delete it and I download it. So I've deleted it. I've deleted all the delivery apps and I'm trying to kick that sugar habit. And this interview has reinvigorated me. So we, when, when we recorded this, Melissa Dealey was the founder of Better Brain Health, but since then she's rebranded and she now is the founder of Your Guided Health Journey. All of her information is in the show notes, but I really want you to spend some time listening to her information. You know, if you are like me and you get drawn to the sugar, really, you know, think about that. Once in a while, it's okay to have a treat. I mean, says me to me when it's time to re-download DoorDash and order a Dairy Queen blizzard to my face. But I think it's important to note how you fuel your body because when I am drinking adequate amounts of water and eating really clean and healthy, I'm performing better. I'm sleeping better. My stress is better. My anxiety is better. And I know that when I'm not in a perfect uh, state of mind, if I'm in depression, usually part of that is eating crap. It's fueling my body with crap, which is not really fueling my body. I guess it's, it's tricking my body. So I also want to invite you, uh, Melissa has a 
discover your toxic load quiz. Um, you can go to bit.ly, so bit.ly, bit.ly slash my toxic load, or you can click the link in the show description. And I invite you to sit back, relax, and get ready to remove milk duds from your life. Oh, hi there. Blair Kaplan Venables here, founder of the I Am Resilient Project with another episode of Radical Resilience. Um, I'm here with Melissa Dealey. Melissa and I have known each other for, I don't know, what, five years? About a while. That. And yeah. I met her through the business community. We've done work together. She's hired me. I've hired her. I use some of the products she recommends. She is the owner of Better Brain Health. Um, she's not only a colleague in the world of business up here in Whistler, but she's a friend. Um, she's full of valuable information. And I thought she would be one of the uh, one of the best people to talk about something that I know I'm struggling with. I have a sugar addiction. <laughs> And, um, I try, I'm normally pretty good, but being safe at home, I think it's, you know, I eat my feelings and I can't help but eating milk duds. I am addicted to milk duds. Like I can't even like a package does not stand a chance in my presence. Like there's no having a few and putting it away. I bought, bought a thing to take the out the other day to go to see the drive-in movies. I ate them before we even left the house. So anyways, when Melissa and I were talking about what she should talk about and she suggested kicking the sugar habit, I was like, yep. So, um, Melissa, thanks for coming on. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So why don't you maybe just share a little bit about yourself and your background on why, you know, who you are and maybe a little bit about sugar. <laughs> Absolutely. So as you said, I'm the owner of Better Brain Health and I am a registered health coach, which is something that's relatively new. A lot of people haven't heard of that career. And what I love about this work that I do is I help people heal holistically. Our medical system is broken. Our acute healthcare is excellent. But if you look around at all the chronic illness, our medical system is failing those people. And it's because there isn't enough of a focus on nutrition and lifestyle factors that can help heal those conditions. And as a health coach, that's what I share and I teach. And I've had to do this for myself, for my children, through various different health issues where I didn't just want a prescription and I kept asking why. So that's how I came to be a health coach. And yes, you are not alone with the sugar addiction. Sugar is in everything. And the food companies want us to be addicted because then they make more profit. But right now, through COVID-19, yes, the refrigerator is so much closer than it ever was before. And whether you're at home bored or whether you're at home stressed, people eat their emotions. And so that's why I have taken a couple of my programs that are typically group, group programs that I run at certain times of the year, and I have turned them into online programs to make them accessible at a lower cost and at any time that someone wants to do them on their own right now. That's awesome. So when we share this video, maybe what you can do is send me the link and I can include it in the description so people can check out these programs. Absolutely. So absolutely. I know, I know like some of us struggle with certain things. Like for me, it's sugar. <laughs> and, um, what about you? Like, how have you been feeling? Like how, you know, I know I'm in marketing and I can give a lot of really great advice, but I have trouble keeping, sticking to my advice. 
and I know a few other professionals that are like that. Like, how have you been when it comes to managing stress and eating and sugar? Like, you're probably pretty good and don't have it in the house, but you don't live alone. You have a whole family. Like, how have you been doing throughout this whole staying safe at home situation? Right. So, first of all, I'm actually really happy to say that I feel like I've been feeling awesome. So, but that's a choice and it's a choice to walk my talk. And so I practice the stress soothing techniques that I teach and that I share. And it is incredibly powerful in benefiting me as well. And in practicing more of it, I get better at it. So I have been enjoying that piece of it. And a part of that is I've also stepped into learning more during this time. So how can we serve ourselves right now? We can continue to learn and there is so much available online. And so I continue to learn so that I can serve my clients better. But how can we also be of service to others? This gives us something more to focus on outside of ourselves that alleviates the worry that's going on all around us. And so those are two things that I've really stepped into, but you're right, I don't live alone. And I have two young adult daughters that are spending time baking because that alleviates their boredom aside from doing their own studies, et cetera, et cetera. And so it just comes down to moderation. Do I never have sugar? No. Do I have it in moderation? Yes. And I also find when I eat well that I don't get hungry because I'm putting nutrients into my body that serve me. But when we start to eat too much sugar, we get hungry more often because they're short-lived calories. They're empty calories. And so it's finding that balance and understanding how the food that is nutritious to us also serves us in terms of satiety and keeping us full. And then maybe a little treat after dinner. I think that's brilliant. I actually, I'm normally pretty good. Like I normally, also I'm normally like I'm, I'm busy. Like I fill my schedule at home with lots of things, but I'm normally on the go a lot. So I pack all my snacks with me and I'm just have them in my purse. So I don't really have like, not like, Oh, I'm hungry. I'm going to detour to get some milk duds. But now it's like, Okay, it's Groundhog's Day. I'm bored. And I'm like like you, like my husband has been baking a lot. Like I don't bake, <laughs> um, but he's been baking and baking cookies. And so like he's kind of been sneaky and like leaving a bowl of cookie dough in the fridge. <laughs> and like he thinks he's going to make cookies later. I don't think that's happened. And like I love cookie dough and I'll like go to the bowl and it's empty and it's not me, it's him. So, but like, we don't normally, I've lived, we've been together for like, what, nine years, almost nine years. Like we don't bake cookies. (laughs) It's it's funny. So, I mean, I'm, I, I think, you know, going, going into our new world for people who've maybe developed some bad eating habits or I shouldn't say bad eating habits, but they're not um, uh, filling themselves with nutrition, you know, I'm sure you have some advice for us going, going into like stepping into the new world that we're going into. Like I know I've done it before and it's good. I, I have a friend, um, she's a trainer and she 
balances her macros and she's allowed a treat on leg day. So when she has her hardest workout, she's allowed a donut. Like that's her, like her reward. So like, what are some tips? So first of all, when it comes to baking, baking at home versus buying store-bought, even if you're using sugar at home, is always going to be healthier than the store-bought. So I would definitely opt for homemade treats. And secondly, there's a number of different ways that you can um, lower sugars that are causing an insulin spike, which is the big problem in leading to type 2 diabetes, with other options. So like I have some favorite muffins that I bake and I either bake them as banana muffins or pumpkin muffins, but I'm using almond flour, I'm using coconut flour rather than wheat flour. People may not realize this, but the processed foods of white bread, white rice, you know, white pasta, flour from that's processed in white and even brown because it's still highly processed. The body treats all of that as sugar and it kicks up an insulin spike, right? And over time, if we're getting too much of it, it's causing insulin resistance, which is type 2 diabetes. So we, if we choose other ingredients to use that are, again, have more nutrients, into that recipe I'm adding coconut oil and coconut milk, which are good quality fats that leave me satiated for longer. And I'm using an ingredient called monk fruit rather than sugar. So it's a natural sweetener. In fact, it's 300 times sweeter than sugar, but you don't need very much of it, obviously. And it's, it's unique in that it doesn't trigger the insulin spike. And so that's why I choose that particular sugar alternative. Some people like stevia, but others don't because it leaves a bitter taste, right? So it's finding a sugar alternative that works. And I teach that through my programs. So advice for people would be to look for the nutritious foods and then try to make those treats nutrition as well. As well, Dark chocolate, 85%, one square, nibble it, let it melt in your mouth, enjoy the texture of it, enjoy the flavor. That is a very healthy treat. And it's something that I like in the evening that I don't necessarily do every night, but I will have on occasion. I'm actually completely out right now and I wish I wasn't. <laughs> but one square of that dark chocolate is very healthy. It's good in high fats. It's got good fiber. It's low sugar. It's got polyphenols in it, which are good antioxidants. So, and if you don't like 85% dark, start at 70% and work your way up because you can retrain your taste buds to be less sensitive to sugar. Get them trained back to the way they were when we were born. I love that. I think that's really great. Um, and it's such valuable advice that hopefully our like community, some people are probably going to be like, what's monk fruit? Like, I can't wait to Google it and learn more about that. Um, it comes, just as quickly, sorry, it comes in a powder and a liquid form as well, just like stevia. So yeah, Google it. It has a Chinese name, Lan Guo Han, L-A-N-G-U-O-H-A-N. Oh, wow. The English is monk fruit. I love that I always learn from you when I talk to you, <laughs> whether it's just over coffee or a recorded chat. Um, um, sorry? Can I add one other thing there? Of course. I just want to add, too, that a really simple thing for people to do is just get in their fruits and veggies. So if they get seven to nine cups a day and, whoa, that sounds like a lot, how will I ever do that? It's not that hard. Two to three cups in the morning. It could be two cups of berries and a cup of spinach in a smoothie. You've got yours. I've got mine. And 
having a smoothie first thing in the morning is really helpful to lowering stress on the body as well because when it's already all blended up, the body doesn't have to work so hard to digest it. Digestion uses 30% of our energy. So when we're just waking up and getting going with our day, let's not use all our energy having this you know, high, big breakfast of sausages and eggs and bacon and you name it. Just have a smoothie already blended and ease gently into your day and you can get two to three cups right there. Do another two to three cups at lunch and two to three cups at dinner and it's completely doable, but all of the fiber that you get and the good nutrients from that leave you feeling more full. You won't overeat on broccoli and carrots, right? Whoever does that? Because you get to a place where you feel full and you stop eating. And doing that every day helps us not be eating the simple carbs and the you know empty calories. So true. So um you know on the theme of resilience and talking about all this, I mean, what does being resilient mean to you? Being resilient just means the ability to bounce back from a difficult situation. And we are much better able to do that when we are well rested and have lower stress going on already in our lives or are better able at managing our stress or coping with our stress when that difficult situation happens. Stress can compound on itself. So if we're already like kind of peaking our stress levels and that difficult situation happens, we're going to be much less able to bounce back than if our stress levels are kind of, you know, where they should be. We all do have stress in our life and we, and we need it. We need cortisol running through our body. We just don't need it up here all the time. So how do we do that? As I mentioned earlier, just you know, going easy on our digestive system. There's three major sources of stress in our life. Those are our work life, home life, relationships, those daily life stresses. But our gut, our digestive tract is our second major source of stress. And so many people are struggling with digestive issues today. And it's because of the way we eat, the toxins in our environment, et cetera and not understanding how we can minimize that. And then also the stress of viruses, which is obviously highly relevant right now, but through the span of our life, that's always an issue as well. Mm -hmm. So lowering our digestive stress is something where we can move the needle quite a bit. So focusing on sleep and then how we're eating and understanding that has a huge impact on our ability to manage stress. I think that's beautiful. And I, th I totally agree because I've been on both ends of the spectrum where I had severe stress in my life, navigating a bunch of personal issues, you know, with my dad being sick and a bunch of other things. And I had to make some big changes, cut out alcohol, change the way I ate. I generally cut out sugar, <laughs> um, you know, like added sugar. And it made such a big difference. I was fueling my body with good nutrients. So mm -hmm. if you guys are out there watching this or listening to it and you're feeling stressed out, like look at what you're eating and, you know, Melissa's full of valuable information. So what one piece of advice do you want to leave our community today? To focus on what they do have control over. So that's not just about sugar. That's about managing themselves through COVID-19. Our brain will allow us to imagine the worst case scenarios if we start asking, 
What if this? What if that? What will I do? We don't have the answers. Nobody has the answers. So we need to spend time focusing on what we can control. We can control the amount of sleep we get and we can learn to plan our day around what time we need to wake up and therefore how many hours prior to that do I need to go to bed to get my seven to nine hours. We can control the food that we're putting into our body. We can control the other methods we use for managing our stress and whether we use any methods or not, but breathing and meditation and yoga classes or simply taking some time for yourself just to read a book and relax. Conversations with friends. I know it may not be in person right now, but we've got all of this great technology. So stepping into allowing yourself the time to look after yourself is really the most important thing. And all of those things you can focus on. You have control over. And when we do that, we can step into minimizing our stress levels and getting through this much more easily than if we're living in a world of overwhelm and what if, what if, what if. I think that's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with um, me and the community. And I just, every time I talk to you, I feel so invigorated and empowered to make changes. So I'm going to look for a healthy milk dud recipe. (laughs) (laughs) If that even exists. I do like dark chocolate. My husband and I have been getting it. And what I love about dark chocolate, I try to buy the 90%. Mm-hmm. Is I can't eat too much of it because it's not the sweetest, but it covers right. my craving. Or mm-hmm. if I'm really craving sweets and I don't have milk duds, I usually just make a smoothie or some tea with some honey. And so anyways, I love talking to you. I really appreciate the time you've taken to talk to us. Our website is IamResilient.info. If you have a story of resilience you want to share with our community, basically if you've overcome a challenge and you have a story you want to share, you can submit it at imresilient.info. And thanks for tuning in to another episode of Radical Resilient. That's a wrap for another episode of Radical Resilience. Do you feel inspired by this episode? You can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player and connect with us to join the conversation at imresilient.info. Remember, it's okay to not be okay. And you, my friend, are resilient. Radical Resilience is a podcast created by The Resilience Project.